Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My dog, Trent. What's going on, my boy? What's going on, man? Listen, just got out of work. It's podcast time. I'm a, yo, this, yo, this episode about to go crazy. Y'all really going to enjoy it, man. I, shout out to John because he, he made the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? But this is going to be fun. Um, if you're new, make sure you sub subscribe turn on the post notifications so whenever we do drop y'all know and y'all notified also we've been having a lot of con- content being pumped out you know what i'm saying i know y'all been noticing because the subscriber count has been going up so we're going to continue to do that and also we're going to have some more tiktok videos today when every day you know what i'm saying so always check out the socials i appreciate i appreciate y'all so much so let's get to it Yes, sir, man. Let's get to it. Like how uh, Trent said, we got a jam-packed episode uh, in today. Of course, we are going to kick it off with the news, injuries, and updates. Then we have our fun uh, contender versus pretender uh, segment. Then we got a fun overrated and underrated segment to end off the show with. Uh, if you on YouTube, you see my boy Trent rocking the Grizzlies shirt, man. So <laughs> shout out the Grizzlies, Ja. Been doing this thing as of late. Um, today is January 6th, man. But if all that's out the way, Let's go ahead and get into this fun episode today, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and kick off our first segment for the day. Uh, news, injuries, and updates. Uh, and the way we're going to kick this one off, my boy, is not an injury, not, not news, I guess an update. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, share my screen here for you, and you let me know if you see that. You see that right there, my boy? I see it. Perfect, man. You see it. You see it, man. So right here, what we're looking at is the first fan results, uh, the first fan returns from uh nba 2023 all-star game uh trent i'm gonna let you you know take it off for us and let us know your, your problems with this what you like uh, what's the deal how you feeling about this bro me and john just uploaded our own all-star prediction starters and reserves and i was telling john this basketball voting stuff just didn't make sense it doesn't make sense he's going off watching this game and tv i get it but when i this is way past that now and just looking at these right now, John, it's terrible. How is Kayvon Looney top 10 in the front court in the Western Conference? I don't care. Yo, I love yo, Kayvon Looney as a as a player, as a person, is awesome. He had a, he just hit a game winner. Is he an all-star level player? No. No. Kawhi Leonard has missed the whole season practically. This dude taking the NBA. As a part-time job, and he's still in the top 10. The top 10. We can get past that. Andrew Wiggins, I'm kind of surprised. I'm, like, I'm actually really surprised about that. I think, I think he deserves to be in it, but I'm surprised he's top five. Now, let's go to the guards. Austin Reeves, nine. <laughs> Listen, I know the Lakers are well-known. The most, they, have, they, they won the most. But Austin Reeves? This, yo! Does Austin, yo, imagine seeing Austin Reeves in an all-star game, bro. He's going to look so out of place. You got players like Giannis, LeBron, KD, Joel, Yoke is looking at this dude like, 
what are you doing here? You, this, they invited you to the wrong spot or something? Because there's just no freaking way at all. And then you got Nick Claxton in the front court for the Eastern Conference. Nick Claxton over Bam? Where's Bam at? Bam Autobio should be in the top 10 easily. If you're going to have Bam, and then you got Kyle Kuzma. You got Kyle Kuzma and Claxton over Bam Autobio. These fans need to stop voting. It's terrible. Y'all trolling. That's the problem. You can't come on here and start trolling. You can't do that because they take this serious. They're like, oh, really? Like, you stop trolling. Then, shout out to Derrick Rose. Shout out to Derrick Rose, right? He shouldn't be on this list at all. He, he's on DNPs. He's watching young players play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he shouldn't be on this list. You know, maybe they if, if it was in Chicago, it's like if it was located in Chicago where this all-star thing was happening, that would have been fire, especially if this was last year. You know, you just – we all respect and love Derrick Rose, so we could finish off and give him that all-star vote. Top 10? That's insane. And so that's what I personally feel. Um, but what I do see, though, <laughs> hey, hey, top six going back to the West. I know y'all see Brody there. I know y'all see Brody there. I'm kind of shocked. I'm shocked about that. I, I, I'm actually really shocked about that because um, he does get a lot of hate. And the fact that a lot of people you have to because the, the, the hate he's getting from is from the fans. So the fact that the fans are voting for him that much to be in a top 10 list. Pretty incredible, man. So shout out to number zero. But yeah, that's just how I personally feel. The list is kind of terrible. And LaMelo Ball, I've been saying he's the most overrated player in the league and has missed the, pretty much the rest of the not the whole season, but he came back from his ankle injury. And how the hell is he top seven? Ha! I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of problems, a lot of problem with, the, with this list. I mean, majority of it you talked about, but I have to, I have to harp on that Warriors point, okay? Uh, I think uh, Kavon Looney should not be there, okay? But let's look past, let's look past Kavon Looney. In no way, in my opinion, should the Warriors have six players going to the All-Star game. In this list right here, they have Stephen Curry, okay? understandably so Andrew Wiggins last year the same way you were just talking about Austin Reese that's how people were looking at Andrew Wiggins like dude what, what are you doing this isn't the freaking elementary school all-star game this is the NBA all-star game because Andrew Wiggins shouldn't have been there last year but all right so Stephen Curry that's one Andrew Wiggins that's two Draymond Green that's three someone else that also shouldn't be there Kevon Looney that's four shouldn't be there Jordan freaking pool don't get me wrong Jordan Poole has been stepping up as of late but don't tell me that you you think Jordan Poole, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and, and Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson, the man who has been the definition of mid this season. He has one game where he goes off for 37 points, and next game he goes off for four points. So that is the definition of mid. I'm right there with you. That's that's my biggest and first issue that I have with this um with his first fan re uh, results or whatever. And then the big another issue that I have, which you just kind of talked about, it is just is just the fact that. The fans have so much of a say into this. I believe the, the breakdown is fans account for 50% of the total votes that determines, you know, the starters and, and who gets in the game. That's absolutely insane. That's absolutely absurd because fans vote dumb things like this. Okay, I'm a Lakers fan, and I'll be honest. Austin Reeves, although he's been absolutely great, he is not. He shouldn't even be anywhere near this list. He has been extremely consistent. He's been solid in his role. But even if Austin Reeves is at his absolute best... Austin Reeves could have not missed a single bucket all season so far and still not make his team. So I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Uh, Derek, Derek Rose, 
I can never have hate for Derrick Rose. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him there, but I definitely think that it's a, a, a little bit insane that Derrick Rose gets more votes than a player like Darius Garland, right? Darius Garland, who's help, who's helping the Cavs stay at the top of the, of the Eastern conference right now, currently sitting in the fourth seed, got less votes than Derrick Rose. Like you said, the man who is getting DNPs, he's probably sitting right there talking to, to talking to coach Tom Thibodeau and de- during the games because uh, he, he not, he not seen no time on the court. Nicholas Claxton, another problem, another issue to me, no rookie should be in the all-star game. In my opinion, you, 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 you're just not there yet. As great as Pablo is doing, he's again on our, on maybe the worst team in the league right now. Uh, I believe they have, yeah, the, the, they're in the sitting in the 13th seat right now at 14 and 25. So I don't think a player like Pablo should be there. Um, but as far as agreements, yeah, man, I love to see Anthony Davis top three. I uh, love to see, like how you said, zero, the Brody in there. And um, let's just throw a little bit more respect on our guy Shea's name because I know he's top four, but maybe, maybe like how you said, Curry got it just because of the love and who he is and the name and the brand that he built up. But if you ask me out of Luca, Curry, Shea, and Ja, man, I, I think Shea ne- needs a spot above Curry for that. So these first fan votes – Definitely big issue for uh big issue for me, but Donovan Mitchell got in there, can't complain. The goats in there, can't complain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, not 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 too much else for me. Yeah, um, but looking at this list too, just to finish it off, Jimmy Butler top five. Mm. You you let me know. You 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 the Miami Heat Network. Do you I, think a player like Jimmy Butler deserves it? His name, what he has done throughout his career, yes, but this season specifically, no. No, I, he, he's not even 100%. He's dealing with a knee injury. Um, when he does play, Jimmy Butler is not an aggressive player. He doesn't take all jack a bunch of shots. He just does his game. Like, there's some games where it's like he has, like, five shot attempts heading into the fourth quarter. Like, he feeds his teammates. He gets everybody involved and then kind of does stuff after. Um, but, but, nah, not this season. I, I do think he might make it as a reserve, though. Like, Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. You know, yeah. when he's healthy, he's, he's a dog. He, he, he went against your favorite player, LeBron James. And got that smoke. And got that smoke. And, got that smoke, and, boy. And LeBron didn't get that smoke back? Uh, LeBron won a championship. What That's fine, but did he not get that smoke back? He, nah, he gave it to – hey, hey, honestly, that, 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 that year, I gained so much respect for Jimmy, man. After that one time I seen him uh, with his head down right there on, that, on that, that little armrest or whatever, he just was exhausted. He was trying to do it all. So I have uh, all the respects for Jimmy. And, yeah, maybe he's not a top five, but absolutely should be in the all-star game. Uh, based on the name that he's built, man. But uh, so, any any final thoughts, my boys, on this uh, first fan results? Like I said, it's the first fan one. The, always the first one's always the one that's funny. It's always, you know, a little weird. We'll see, like, later on with other fan votes and stuff like that. But right now, this list, like, there's players here that definitely deserve it. But there's other players that just are just laugh, laughable. 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 Number one is Kawhi, man. But all right, my boy. So yeah, let's go. I don't, I don't that, that Kawhi one is it was was is a stretch, bro. That Kawhi one is a stretch. Especially in top ten. Yeah. As as a matter of fact, hold on. But before we get off of it, name the most blasphemous thing on on this list, in your opinion. Um, it, I don't want to go basic and just say Looney. So I'll probably just say um, Paolo. You say Pablo? Okay. No, no, Kuzma, 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 Kuzma. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm not bro, like Kuzma, Kuzma, bro. Kuzma. I don't. 
I don't, bro, listen, I don't care what Kuzma has done this season. He's not making an all-star game. He's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah. He's not. And what, what, if I got to pick the number one blasphemy in, in, in my part, I think it's having um, all of these players combined. Uh, I think at six total Warriors players, that's Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, Jordan Poole. Yeah, six for you. No way, man. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but all right, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, my boy. And let's get to, uh, unfortunately, some injuries that are going on around the league. Uh, we just saw Zion. He's going to be out for I got to I got to put this in quotes because they keep saying at least they keep emphasizing at least three weeks. So Zion Williamson is set to miss at least three weeks uh, with his hamstring injury. Uh, my boy, Trent, talk to me about how you think that's going to affect the Pelicans and um, them when Zion gets back. To be honest with you, I don't think it's going to really affect them. They're still 24 and 14. They're still a top dog in the Western Conference. You know, they dealt with Zion missing the whole season last year, pretty much practically. They went to the postseason without him, played pretty good. They went they fought with the Phoenix Suns. Um, I think they're going to be perfectly fine. They know how to play with him and they know how to play without him. And that's coaching. So shout out to Willie Green. I do like to say for Zion personally, it's definitely unfortunate because whatever, you know, he dealt with so much throughout his career. And he honestly was having a really, really good year, putting up some really good numbers. Honestly, was probably going to be a starter in the All-Star game, averaging about 26 points a game, 60% from the field, 37% from the three-point line. I know it's not much of shot, shot attempts from the three-point line because he's not known for that. But I found that interesting today. I was talking about John about that. And seven rebounds, 4.6 assists, and 1.1 steals. So he was having a really, really good season. Um, he was dominating, to be honest with you. And the injuries keep holding him back. And, and it's it sucks because he's going to come back from an injury and then he's going to go back on minute restriction. And then he's going to start missing games again. Like, he wasn't dealing with that. He was just playing freely, not worrying about anything. So... I, I honestly think the harsh reality, the harsh truth about Zion's career is that every single season he's going to be injured. He's just going to be an injury-prone player. Wow. Um, that's that's just the truth. He's like, I don't like comparing – like, he's going to be Anthony Davis. They're, oh. they're, they're very good. No, they're very good, but every single year they're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. And it, it's, it could be – I don't like to blame injuries on yourself, but, like, there's accidental injuries. You get hurt by another player. Or they can just be injuries by just trying to attack the rim and you fall and stuff like that, whatnot. I think there's going to be a mix of, mixture of both. And so it's unfortunate, but hopefully Son comes back stronger. And when he does come back, the Pelicans are still going to be a top team in the Western Conference. Man, yeah. See, that, that, that was exactly what my next question for you was because, I mean, with, the, with Zion going down like this, now that's two of their top. I guess big three or top three players down because Brandon, Brandon Ingram is still down. And I unfortunately know that because I got him on my fantasy. I've just been watching him sit there on the IL list. Zion, he's now gone down. And we know how much offense for the Pelicans gets generated simply through Zion, whether it be Zion going to get a bucket or whether it be just simply Zion mismatch. And now Zion's got to find the open defender. And then, you know, that'll get the offense kicking. But I think now for the Pelicans to be missing Brandon Ingram and Zion, that's going to be a big hit for them. So that's what I wanted to ask. Do you think by the time, because he's going to be reevaluated re in three weeks. So he's at least going to miss three weeks. What if that after that's another like two weeks? That right there, that's a, almost a month in a, in, in a week. You think for the Zion? Pelicans, yes, he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. My, my question is, is the Brandon Ingram situation. Because he's been out for a little bit in you know, you're not with a toe um, injury. Yeah. And those, yo, it's crazy. 
You think those toe injuries don't really affect you too too much? Toes, you use them no. toes, baby. You use them bro, toes. Bro, I, I hurt my toe. Nah, you really can't walk. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, it's just a toe injury. I'll be fine. Nah, bro. Like the littlest parts for your body hurt you the most because it's like or it's like attached to something that you need. You know what I'm saying? So Man. um, but like I said, Western Conference is still weak. Denver Nuggets is taking over. There's there's plenty of teams falling down. So I still think they're going to be still relevant. I still think they're going to be a top six seed. And before you know, All-Star break is here. So that's going to help them out a lot. They get the rest and stuff like that. And even if Zion doesn't play an All-Star game, which I don't think he will, just this team is going to be like, we're going to need you to chill out for the, the later run, post a uh, postseason and stuff like that. Um, They're going to be fine. It, they're 24 and 14 right now. Like, if they start falling off the cliff and lose 10 games in a row, then maybe I'll be concerned. But even if they win one, lose one, win one, like, they're, they're still going to be fine. You still got C.J. McCullen. You still got players over there that just play their role, and they're dogs over there. Larry Nance is a great role player. Jose, Trey Murphy, um, I believe Herb Jones is back. Like, they got players over there. Devontae Graham, who no one really talks about, but he can still get – like, I'm not, I'm not too worried. And you're – like I said, I like Willie Green. They respect him, and he's a pretty solid coach, to be honest with you. Okay, so 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 you're that feeling okay? They'll be a top six seed even when by yeah. time's on. Yeah, I'm right there. Sure. I'm right right there with you. They're sitting right there at the third seed. That'll be way too drastic of a drop off. I think Willie Green will be able to hold them up. Um, but all right, my boy. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Let's get to uh, and still another injury, but the other you know, spectrum of the injury. Zion's going into his injury now. Curry's coming back out from his injury. The Warriors are targeting a January 13th return for Stephen Curry from his shoulder injury. So uh, talk to me. I really had to ask this because I from the rip. I, when I asked when this happened, you told me I'm not worried, John, I'm not worried. And you was right. You was right. So talk to me a little bit about uh, how, you know, Curry coming back and what's that that's going to do for the Warriors and the rest of the league. Like John said, man, we talked about this when Curry got injured and he's asking if he, I was worried. I'm like, it's, it's going perfect for the old players. And what has happened Jordan Poole's not a role player. Clay, Poole, Clay and Dre are not a role player, but they stepped up. They Jordan Poole, who cares about the turnovers, to be honest with you? Like, I, I get turnovers, but Draymond Green said it perfectly. Um, those turnovers are not making them lose games. That's what Dre said. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. He turned the ball over more because he has the ball in his hands more. It's usually in Steph's hands, you know? But you got their role players. That's what they needed. Golden State throughout the years were built off their role players. We all know they had star players, but when they won championships back in the day, remember Sean Livingston, remember Barboza, David West, Bolga, they always relied on those players. If those players are not stepping up or having a good game, they're going to lose, most likely, because you can't win championships with just your star players. You can, but they need help. Like, they can't do it in the final series with seven games against another talented team that their role players are stepping up. So I think this was a credible Fortis um, Golden State team. The fact that they stayed above 500. 20 and 19 just came off a five-game losing streak. And they would have won. They would have beat the Detroit Pistons, but Sadiq Bey makes a crazy game, game-winning shot before Clay's game-winning shot that we thought, we a game-time shot that we thought they were going to go to OT and win. But, hey, they just came off a good win, good win against the Hawks. You know, during that stretch, they beat some really, really good teams. I, I do not remember the top of my head. I just made a video on it, so it's hilarious. But Atlanta, Memphis, we all know Memphis, they don't really like each other. 
you know, so I got to give him credit. Now adding Steph Curry, this is going to make this team even more powerful. And he was having a great season before he got injured. So shout out to them, man. Dante, Lamb, Looney, you know. Facts, man. Hey, the role players stepped up and they stepped up big time. Uh, I agree with you. I wouldn't say players like Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson are, are role players, but they at least you know, understood the, the assignment, understood that, yo, our guy, our number one player is out right now and we need to step up. And yeah, they ste- they've stepped up huge. Now the next step is integrating Curry back into that lineup and continuing this dominance, continuing that dominance. You don't, you don't want to see the drop off of when Curry comes back on and then, you know, you don't want there to be a drop off. You want to see that continued dominance. You want to see Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole continue to play. But not only that, Wiggins is coming back too. He, um, he was dealing with a flu. He's coming back too. So this team is getting full strength. At the, I'm gonna say perfect time because there's still plenty of games left. But I'm just saying, like he's getting, they're getting full strength at a point of the season where they can just finally get it all together and then play great basketball near the end of the season. And when you play great basketball near the end of the season, heading into the postseason, that's the most perfect thing, perfect thing. So, like I said, I never dealt the Warriors, man. They, there's reasons why this team's always in the NBA Finals. There's a reason why that there's play, there's teams that or just players like not players, but like people like us used to hate watching them because it was just to a point where it's just like, just put the Golden State Warriors in the finals every single season. The season start, they're already in the finals. And no one didn't expect them to win the championship last year when the season started. Let's be honest. When that season started, no one expected them. So I never doubted them. Give it, we got to give credit to Steve Kerr too. I think this has to be one of his best coaching jobs or coaching stretches because I feel like a lot of people don't really give him respect because he always coached great players. You know, when you have great players, it doesn't really – like. It really Ty Lue sh- and Steve Kerr disrespect. They're getting it all the time. Yeah. I, I For a while, I was like, is Steve Kerr a good coach? You had Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, Michael Jordan. You, then you played with Jordan. Like, yo, all, all this stuff. Then you're playing with the best point guard in NBA history. Debatable with Magic Johnson. Now it's like you're playing with one of the best shooters. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always had that. He never had a, a Steve Clifford job where he got a coach up LaMelo and some randoms. You know what I'm saying? Facts, but, facts. This honestly, this is some randoms, but like Clay Thompson has been mid all season. Somehow he turned it around and then you got Jordan Poole and now you're just playing with some randoms. So got to give him credit for that, man. So shout out to the Warriors fans for this. Yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, y'all kept through this six and four in the last 10. You lost five buzzer beater. You should really be seven and three in the last 10. Man. Yeah. That is definitely good to see the Warriors uh, picking it up again. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to, Get to get get to a top six seed and uh, compete really here in the West. But all right, my boy, let's get to the last uh, little sub segment here of these uh, news updates and injuries. This is an update. This is a big update. This is a a heavy update. This is a seventy one point game update, my boy. On January second, Donovan Mitchell scored seventy one points in a victory against the Chicago Bulls, one forty five to one thirty four. Honestly. This was one of the craziest games I've seen in a long, long time. I had one of my homies, shout out my homie, AJ. He texted me. He's like, yo, bro, are you watching this Donovan Mitchell game? And I was actually doing some stuff for for Clutch Talk at the time. And I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, yo, you got to go turn that game on. I go turn the game on. And I see that he got 60 points. And I'm like, whoa, 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 how did this happen? And I go all the way back to the beginning of the game. And Donovan Mitchell was just in attack mode. The entire game. I haven't seen something like that in a long time since since I again I wasn't alive to see that. Co- I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't, you know, actively I- I- watching the game when Kobe dropped those 81 points. You know, I wasn't like 
analyzing the game and watching it the way I am now was a little a, a little child. But to get a chance to watch this game, I felt like I was getting to watch a piece of history, a piece of history. Because when you look up, if you look up on Google, Donovan Mitchell, 71 point game, it'll say like it'll have it says January 2nd, 2023, 71 points. And it has it in grain. Unfortunately, it has a picture, a picture of him in Utah. I don't know why it has that, but as <laughs> a picture of him in Utah and it's ingrained in history. And we got a chance to watch that 71 points. He just kept taking it to him, taking it to him. Shout out down to Mitchell, man. He's got to the free throw line 25 times this game. And you know what? This game right here was the definition of putting the team on your back, man. Mobley out. Um, Darius Garland out. Um, I believe Jared Allen was out, too. It was just him and Kevin Love out there. It was him and Kevin Love doing their thing. It was him and Robin Lopez. Him and Robin Lopez went for 72 points because he went for 71 and Robin went for, set for one, man. So uh, big shout out to Donovan. And I'm honestly just, just impressed. I haven't seen a game like this in a long, long time. Yeah, it's, it's incredible because, you know, start of that game or near the end of the game, too, they were losing. They were losing. They were losing, losing that game. It's crazy because – um. I, how I found out, because I wasn't watching that game, I'll be honest with you guys. I find out, I go on Twitter, and it's called, I'm not going to shout them out, but I go, I follow this Twitter page that gives us, like, like, updates and stuff like that, and it said 60 points, but usually on Twitter, people start trolling, so I was like, hold up, 60 points? So I go on, bleep, yeah, I go on Bleach Report, and it literally says he has 60 points, so I was like, hold up, let me turn the game on real quick, turn the game on real quick. As soon as I turn on the game, I see the free throw. He misses, gets the um, they get the offensive rebound, puts it back. I'm like, oh damn. But John brought it up. He was literally 20 for 25 at the free throw line. 20 for 25 at the free throw line. And you know what's crazy? You know, when you have these big scoring games, you kind of look at their how how well did they shoot? Was they just jacking shots up or was it like you know efficient? He shot 22 for 34. 22 for thir- uh 22 for 34, pretty much from the field. That's that's pretty good. You know, and which I think is very underrated, put 71 points up, get seven threes, seven out of 15, almost at half of his threes. Right. But not only that, he almost had a triple double, John. He had eight rebounds and 11 assists. He had 71 points and 11 assists. So not only was he getting buckets, he was also feeding his teammates. He had like majority all the points for the team, to be honest with you. (laughs) And, you know, and you know what made it better? It got a W. Unlike Devin Booker, where he put up all this much points and came off with an L. And they're like, Devin Booker, Devin Booker, all these praise, you lost. No one cares about it. We're going to talk about Mitchell because he took that dub, carried his team without his best players. You know what I'm saying? I always said, I'm not comparing, but Mitchell's 10 times better than Devin Booker, man. So shout out to Devin Mitchell, man. And I, it's ever since he joined Cleveland Cavaliers, we all know he was talented on Utah. We all knew that. But he's taking that next step right now. And I'm excited because this is going to be a fun team for a long, long time. They're young. They're, they're time. young. Mobley, Garland, and Mitchell. Woo! And don't forget Jared Allen. He looks like he's 30, but he's still very young, too. <laughs> he said he looks like he's 30. He always be wearing the same Kyrie's every single game, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, you got to switch it up, my boy. He's generic. You know what it is? He's just generic. He, Jared Allen's the type of player who gets paid $200 million, right? He, go, he goes Levi home. Levi jeans. Yeah, he's wearing Levi jeans or some, like, some regular, just regular fit clothes. He doesn't care. Which is fine. I'm not criticizing. I think it's cool. Do what you got to do. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. I'm, he be saving a whole bunch of money. I bet yeah. he be going designer. He be gone, gone off Ross, man. That, it's funny. But yeah, man, like I said. Big and not only, but not only Mitchell, bro, the whole league has been going crazy. Man, bro, what, what, what is going on right now, bro? 50-point game, 60-point game, 71. Like, yeah, this is like, like sir. Yo, it's like, 
I don't know if you play 2K, John, but there's a there's a setting that's called sliders, and you can put sliders, or you can just make them make it every time. I I think the sliders right now they went up a little bit. Like it was at 40 percent for the three point line and like mid range, that's going up a little bit to 60, bro. I'm telling you, it's a little bit too easy, man. Hey, hey, I mean, you know, Trey, you know, I don't really be playing video games like that. But back in the day, I used to play a whole lot of video games, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a sore loser on 2K, right? So if so if I'm losing and it's like it's, it's, it's a couple, you know, maybe like a couple of seconds left and I see that it's going to go, go bad. I pause the game. I go to the sliders. You know what I'm saying? I do steal, steal success 100 percent so I can get the ball. And then three point, three point, 100, uh, 100 uh, success, man. man. So that's that. That's how it is. That's how the league's been as, as of late, man. Wow. That's mad impressive. And um, my last question I want to ask you about that, my boy, is uh, if you had to pick one player in the league. Who, who do you think would have the next bit? Maybe not 71 points, but the next, you know, more than 50 game. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Wow. I like that. All right. You Can know why? I, I, yeah, SGA too. But I, I put Tyler Hero because I watch a lot of Miami Heat games and he's the main offense. Like Jimmy, he's not being Jim. Jimmy's not being him this year because he's hurt. He's dealing with a knee injury. Tyler Hero jacks up a lot of three pointers. Like a lot of three pointers. Yes, the Lakers was a hidden name, but the game before he was knocking. Yo, he I believe he's already at like five hundred threes this season. I think he's at hundred threes. This season is hundred threes, but like rare, like five. Like he's knocking. Like I could see him having a big game this season, at least fifty plus. Man, that be that would be crazy if Tyler Hero gets a big game like that. The the internet will blow up, world will blow up. But um, but all right, my boy, uh, I think that is um. That is a great way for us to go ahead and wrap up that news, injuries, and update segment. And uh, time for us to get going here with our uh, next segment of the show here, Contenders versus Pretenders. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it, my boy. All right. So you know what it is. It's pretty self-explanatory, uh, Contenders versus Pretenders. Uh, but before we get into it, before we start listing off to who's a Contender and Pretender, I need you to define something, and I need to define something. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. We need to you need we need to both define what we say. This is a contender, okay? A contender is you can legitimately legitimately have a shot to make either the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals. Because if you're not going to make it to the at least the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals, you're not you're not even a title contender, right? Because anyone anyone could win once you get to that NBA Finals. Anything could happen, injuries could happen, but you have to at least be a Western Conference or Eastern Conference. Title shot is that is that, is that fair to you or do you have a different definition? Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, all right. A all right. pretender, is... I say, you can't even get out the first round. Can't. Okay, I like that. You can't even get out the first round. Okay, you, yeah, either can't get out the first round or not even a playoff team. So, all yeah, right, dope. we we don't got to explain. Just name the teams. We go from there. Okay. Yep. It's good. You all, right. all right. You see that right there? You see all the standings? I do see all the standings. Let's all get right, it. Here. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go ahead and start it off with the uh, let's go ahead and start it off with the Eastern Conference here. Um, you want to go from 15 to one or one to 15? It doesn't matter. Come on. All let's right. Get it. Let's, let's get it. 15 to one. Uh, I mean, one to 15. Boston Celtics. Pretender. Contender. Milwaukee Buck. Milwaukee. Oh. Brooklyn Nets. It's <sighs> Contender. Wow. All right. I, I got pretender on that. I'm not going to lie. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, pretender. Philadelphia 76ers, pretender. New York Knicks, pretender. Pacers, pretender. Heat, contender. Oh, 
Atlanta Hawks. Pretender. The Chicago Bulls. Pretender. The Washington Wizards. All these teams are pretenders. All the all these teams are pretenders. All right. Let so, me not, not let me, all right, yeah, go ahead. Talk to me. Let me the, let me just say something real quick, right? The Brooklyn Nets was a tough one. I'm gonna be honest with you, because like you brought up a stat the other day that they're not great against good teams, but it, they're finally getting their groove. And I just can't. I I don't ever see Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant getting swept again. I don't see it, especially in the first round. And with their role players, they got some really really good role players. Like a lot of championship teams would love to have their role players, like a TJ Warren, a Royce O'Neal. A Claxton, like, and Ben Simmons is a role player considered to me. So, who wouldn't want Ben Simmons as a role player? You see what I'm saying? So, uh, that one was tough. But Miami, I'm telling you, their record looks bad. But trust and believe, this team has not played healthy all season at all. They, they have it. They played probably probably like five games as a starting lineup together. Like, they're they're they're, they're they could be a really good team. And I watch out for um uh Pat Riley and them for a trade telling you man look look i cannot agree so you 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 ultimately went with pretenders for the nets or you went with contenders no i went to contender okay so i'm i'm not gonna lie i am i'm, I'm honestly right there with you i have the celtics are definitely contenders bucks are contenders the own uh the the Cavs are contenders the philadelphia 76ers are pretenders to me the knicks are pretenders to me pretenders the heat now I want to talk about this because, of course, you know we we you got our we got our heat guy in the building and you, but he, I'll give it to you. They're not healthy. They haven't had a healthy season fully yet, but fully healthy. I don't think this team is a top team in the East. I don't think this team is going to be able to mess with a Milwaukee Bucks in a seven game series, a Celtics in a seven game series, not even a Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven game series. To be honest with you, I don't believe it. I think they're too thin. They're not big enough. And that's the same thing that I think I think too about about the Brooklyn Nets because yes, the Brooklyn Nets got Kyrie and KD. And the same way that I say I'm always stated on record: oh, as long as you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you could you could go for a title championship run. It's the same thing with Kyrie and KD. I'll give them that. With that, you at least have a, t- a a shot for a title having two Hall of Fame players like that. But let's look at the East. Let's look at the road to get to the finals. If you if you're coming out the East, that means you have to at least be able to match up against Brooklyn or, or Brooklyn. I mean, sorry, not Brooklyn. You have to be able to match up against Milwaukee or Boston in a seven-game series. And let's be real, man. This the Nets aren't ready to do that. They would get they would get little Boyd out there. Then the Bucks are a bunch of trees. The Bucks can do a bit of everything. The Celtics they can keep up. They not only can they keep up with the Nets on the perimeter, but they can also keep up with them inside. Inside. The Bucks, they might they might struggle a little bit on the perimeter against the, against the Nets players, but the Nets have no chance. And we all know that the Bucks love to love to use their length, love to take it inside. Brooke Lopez stretches the floor. He can be that big inside, but he can also hit a hit a shot from the outside. And same thing when I'm talking about the Miami Heat. I don't think the Miami Heat are going to be able to compete with the length of the Bucks, with the perimeter nor the length of the Celtics. So that's why, in my opinion. As much as man, the Brooklyn Nets, they look good. They look good. And that stat that I talked about was they're 12 and 2 against teams that are under 500, and they're 10 and 10 teams that are above 500. So you know what that tells me that they're beating a bunch of they're but they're beating a bunch of bad teams. They're beating a bunch of bad teams. And it's just to me, I, I can't say it's a real contender. Philadelphia 76ers, I watched them the other day against the um who did who who did the Philadelphia uh, I'm blanking on who they played, but 
James uh, James Harden was the only real star out there. Joel Embiid was not out there. They did not have a player above six nine. They were running a starting li- a starting lineup that had PJ Tucker running a big. Remember when PJ Tucker went to the Rockets and ran a big when he was in a bubble? That's the lineup they're running out there. That's gonna get embarrassed by a length of a Celtics of a Bucks by the length of a Cavs team. That's why, in my opinion, the only three real contenders out the East are the teams that are going to be able to mess with the Celtics and the Bucks, and that's the Cavs, Celtics, and Bucks. That's what I got. I, see, the thing is, right, my, I'm, Miami's not worried about the Celtics. I can tell you that. We played, we went up against the Celtics, and we already – I understand it's regular season, but we beat the Celtics. I, I'm not – Miami and Celtics are a good matchup. Miami and Bucks, on the other hand, are not a good matchup, but I think we got to pump the brakes on Milwaukee lately. Okay, Milwaukee's been winning, but bro, they're nine and nine on the road. Their offense has been horrible late. Like they're off, they can't really do nothing. I literally watched them struggle against the Toronto Raptors team, who went two and twenty-three in the first quarter. They struggled like dramatically. This Milwaukee Bucks team is not the same team that we know where they won a championship, and it's and the teams that uh, the last couple of years that we know they're not. I understand they're dealing with injuries of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Those are their two best players, but they're in and out the lineup right now. And Chris Middleton being in and out the lineup is going to affect this team a lot. I don't, and their depth is not that, not that great. I mean, Javon Carter and Bobby Portis, cool. But besides really that, I mean, Grayson Allen's a starter. Sometimes he goes like, I, I, I really don't like, I, they're in the East, it's easy. But we, we got to really pump down on this Milwaukee Bucks team. They're going to go through everybody and win the championship. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. They're, they've been struggling the last couple months. Not, I don't want to say the last couple months, but. They, their offense isn't the greatest. I, if you watch their um, offense, John, or just watch them in general, besides Giannis, who's doing stuff? No one. That's not good. Who? Brooke? Drew hasn't been out there. Brooke, Brooke Lopez has re- revived his career and again somehow just this year. Brooke, Brooke Lopez was always a great – Brooke Lopez is always a good center. He protects the rim. Issue the rebounds and shoot the three. That's what he does. That's Brook Lopez. But Drew, he hasn't been out there. Injuries, you know, and and, and that's concerning, bro. Nine and nine on the road, John. That is concerning. That is concerning. that's five hundred. And then you got sixty. You look at this. This team is sixteen and four at home. You know why? Because their role players are more comfortable at home. Role players are typically more comfortable at home. On the road, they're five hundred. The last 10, they're five and five, John. The last 10, they're five and five. And they, they beat the Toronto Raptors, but they blew the lead. It was like a 17, 18 point lead with like three minutes left. They blew it and they went to OT with this team. So the East right now, they're lucky that there's no competition. Because if there was competition, we would have to pump the brakes on Milwaukee. I'm not saying they're not a great team. I'm not saying they're not a contender. They can win it all. I really do when they're fully healthy. But they're right the brakes on them in Brooklyn. On the other hand, I'm not gonna discredit them. I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give it. To you. I'm gonna give it Man, to you. And, is... and, and let me just say something, right? The Miami Heat are very, very thin. They're thin, you know. But they do got a nice hidden gem that they've been playing a little bit more, and he's looking very, very good. And wouldn't be surprised if he cracks rotation and is the backup big in Orlando Robinson. Bruh. I'm telling you. Oh my I'm God. telling you. Trent, let me, I'm going to tell you a story about him, okay? I'm going to tell you a story real quick. All right, so um, before the season started, they, every year out here in uh, 
out here in Cali, they have this thing called, uh, I think it's like summer, like hardwood classic or California classic or something like that. And it's basically a bunch of teams from Cali. It's, it's usually, it's a tournament. that's two days long. It usually has the Lakers G league team, Clippers G league team, Warriors G league team, and the Kings G league team. But for whatever reason, something must've happened that the Clippers G league team wasn't here. So it was the Lakers G league team, the Kings G league team, and then the heats G league team. And then I believe, I believe it was like the, the Blazers or something like that. I don't know. But basically, the Heat G League team was there. I'd never heard of Orlando Robinson. I've seen them there. I'll be honest with you. I watched them play in person. I'm not, I don't watch nearly as many Heat games as you do. So I'm not trying to say I know more than you. But he did not look like an NBA player. He did not look ready. He looked out of shape. He looked like he's not going to keep up on the, on the defensive end. But I'll say this. This was at the beginning of the season. We could have, there could have been a lot of change. So, but- you banking on Orlando Robinson right now to come up and be a big when we're talking about teams going against Brooke Lopez's, Giannis's, uh, Trees, um, Al Horford, Robert Williams. These are players who are, if not multiple time all stars, NBA champions or have experience of being there. I'll be real with you. I don't know if I got a lot of trust in Orlando Robinson, the man who but, I just doubted a couple of months ago. But, but th- that's the thing. That's the thing. So let's let's get let's get this straight. Orlando Robinson is in and out two way contracts. He gets dropped, he gets released, and stuff like that. He has improved to the point where he's still on the two uh two way deal. But Dwayne Dedman, their backup center, that's their backup center, has been out. Opportunity risen, you know, came. He has been taking those minutes and has been looking like an NBA backup center. We're not acting like we're relying on Orlando Robinson because he's our starting center. You forget who's our center on the Miami Heat. Bam out of bio. A, a thin big. guy. He's not he's not ready for a Bucks big bigs. He's not That's ready fine. for But you acting like, hold up, but you're acting like Bam out of bio is not one of the best, the best, one of the top five uh players that play defense. A top, he's a great, he's great. And not only that, not only that, this season his offense has improved. So he can give you 30 and still lock you up. I understand he's very thin. He is thin. They're a thin team. But let's not doubt the Miami Heat. When you got Pat Riley and you got Spo in your front office, I'm not worried. I promise you I'm not worried. A trade will happen. Kayla Martin over there, too, one of our best shooters, a nice, solid defender. Victor Oladipo has been looking like the old Victor Oladipo, a great defender, which he was not a great defender before in his career. He is a great defender for this team now, and his offense is now hitting I'm telling you, his record, 2019, not that great. The fact that we're 2019 just shows how, how well these players can play together so far. Because when they're healthy, it's going to be totally different. I'm telling you. I, I, I will give you this. I will give you this. On paper, when you look at that squad, you say, damn, how are they not going to the championship every single year? Because they definitely got squad on paper. Just got to see them put it together, man. Just got to see them put it together. But basically, to wrap up this East, you – you have Celtics, Bucks, Milwaukee, Nets, uh, and then the Heat as a contender, and everybody else is a pretender in your eyes. Yeah, I, I think the Cavaliers are um, too young. Con- contenders? No, I think they're too young. Oh, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. You don't think you don't think the Hornets are contenders? Yeah, the Hornets are contenders. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Uh, Easy. All right. Bye now bye. this is where the West gets interesting. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Let's get it. West gets fun. All right, here we go. I'm going to run them off to you. The Denver Nuggets. 
they stay healthy, they're contenders. But I, I can't book on these their players staying healthy. The Grizzlies. Pretenders. Wow. I'm uh, sorry. I'm rocking the jaw jersey, but I honestly, you are right. Yeah, then my bro, that is disrespect, bro. You're rocking the jaw jersey as you say that. The Pelicans. Contenders, but they need Zion. Mavs. Pretenders. Kings. You know what's crazy about this King team? For the sake of this segment, I would have to go pretenders, but I can see a Sacramento Kings team making it to the Western Conference Finals. No, you can't. No way. I really, I really <laughs> no could. No way. All right. Clippers. Man, they just got smoked yesterday. But, like, I might have to call the Clippers pretenders because they haven't showed me anything. Like, I really think they're a really, really good team, but I haven't – Kawhi Leonard doesn't look like Kawhi Leonard. So why do I think Kawhi Leonard is going to turn around the postseason hits? Why do I think that? He hasn't shown me anything. Yeah, he, he's never shown us he can do that. I'm right there with you. He, he's never shown us that he can be the LeBron James type player where he just doesn't care about the regular season and then turns it up uh, postseason. He hasn't shown us that. I'm right there with you. Pretenders. The Portland Trailblazers? They're good. I honestly they're, they dealt with injuries. That's why their record's like that. But, it, yo, if you get a Grant and Simon and Dame playing consistently like that, healthy, but Gary Payne just came back too. Still, still pretenders. Nah, bro. <laughs> I got pretenders. You got pretenders. Okay. Phoenix Suns? Pretenders. Golden State Warriors? Pretenders. Utah Jazz? Pretenders. Minnesota Timberwolves? Pretenders. Lakers? Just for the sake that Russell Westbrook's on this team, pretenders. Ah, I love it. Uh, okay, see? I love them. Pretenders. Um, Rockets and the Spurs. Pretenders. All right. All right. All right. Look, look, let me go. Let me go ahead and run off from, from, from the top. I definitely got the Nuggets as contenders. I love that caveat that you threw it about, about them being healthy because they are a team that has really struggled to be healthy this season. Um, but Memphis Grizzlies, man, it, it, the thing is, I honestly, so when you said pretenders at first, I was like, wow. But then I, got, I thought about it like, OK, well, what's my definition of, uh, of a contender? You can, ah, uh, nah, nah, they, nah, they're contenders. They can, they can make a Western Conference Finals, bro. I, I thought to myself, like, nah, they can't make it because, but they've made it in the past or have gotten very close to making it, and they were younger, dumber, but they, they did have a De'Anthony Melton that they are missing a lot this, uh, this season. But I guess I went a little bit back and forth there, but I could say Nuggets and Grizzlies are both contenders to me. Pelicans, they are contenders. They could definitely make it out the West. Dallas Mavericks, pretenders. You can win with just one player, especially when in the offseason you just let go your second best player who basically helped your guy get there. Uh, and if and, and I'll say this, man, if the Mavs don't hurry up and pick it up, I'm saying pick up somebody, figure something out. It might mess around and lose Luka. It might mess around and lose Luka because the NBA players, they're they not about, uh, oh, I'm staying and I'm going to uh, try to win a championship. Like, nah, I'm trying to win. And keep up my legacy. As a matter of fact, hold on. This is a little sidebar. I gotta throw this in. Yesterday, I'm watching the I'm watching the uh, the Mavs game. The Mavs absolutely suck without Luka Doncic. They suck so bad without Luka Doncic that in the fourth quarter yesterday, it was the fourth quarter, seven minutes left. They had 65 points because Luka was having an off night. That can't that can't be happening. And Luke and Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie's inconsistencies. 
and their inability to be consistent and be the player who they're supposed to be is literally is literally killing Luka Doncic's legacy. Can you imagine if if Spencer Dinwiddie and and Christian Wood became the players they're supposed to be? Christian uh, uh, Christian Wood's supposed to be a pick and roll big who can pick and pop, who can pick and shoot, who can pick and roll. And Spencer Dinwiddie's supposed to be that Jalen Brunson, that one A one B score. But because none of those guys can do that, the Mavs can struggle to hit their full potential. So Luca's career, I mean, legacy is going down. So I feel bad for Luca. That was a little sidebar. Sorry about that. Sacramento Kings, pretenders. I feel the same way about the Kings that I feel about the Pacers. No matter how good they do in the regular season, they'll never be a real postseason threat, in my opinion. Clippers, like how we said, bro, you need to see is believing, and I ain't seen anything. Um, so the Clippers are pretenders. Portland Trailblazers, pretenders, Suns, contenders. I, I just, as much as I love to hate on them, they're the most hateable team in the league. The Suns have been getting to the finals the past couple of years. The Warriors, con- contenders. I have to give it to them. They won the freaking on reigning champions last year. Utah Jazz. Bro, I'm glad people calm down about the Utah Jazz. Let's realize that they are a bottom feeder team. They have good players in Laurie Marketing, who's going to be an all-star this year, and Jordan Clarkson. Let's calm down, everyone. The Jazz are where they should be. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they were contenders, but then they pulled off that dumb Rudy Gobert trade. The Lakers, man, this hurts my heart, man. But I, I got to be honest, man. Look, if you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you at least have a shot for a title. But you talked about the importance of role players earlier. <laughs> the Lakers don't got them. The Lakers just don't got them. I just realized seven in their division. That's embarrassing. That's honestly embarrassing. The Lakers need to get it together. Um, OKC and Spurs and Rockets, all pretenders to me. So I think the West has got a lot more contenders, right? Yeah, I mean, they do. But they, the East is this week. West is week two, but they definitely do got like more teams that are more competitive. That can actually give some of the work more than the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference we're just ready to assimilate to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals because no one cares about the first or second round, let's be honest. Man. We're going to be watching the Celtics versus the freaking the Bulls. Like, no one cares. We are just going to get swept. <laughs> Celtics versus Bulls. That, hey, that, that'll be a hard, uh, hard uh, Eastern Conference Finals to watch. Celtics versus Bulls. That'll be probably one of the worst <laughs> if we saw that. that terrible. Man. But, um, but all right, my boy. I uh, think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap up that contenders versus pretenders segment um that was a great fun segment hope that everyone out there enjoy that and if you're at home hope you played along hope you let us know you know in the comment section down below who's the, who's a contender who's a pretender um you know let me know am i tripping is Trent tripping and um and yeah man go ahead and get at us but let's go ahead and get to the last segment of the show here this is the first seg- this is a very fun segment uh so let's go ahead and get into this overrated and underrated segment let's do it let's Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. All right, my boy. Self-explanatory, underrated, overrated. Uh, I got 15 players right here listed off for you. And after that, you go ahead and you list off 15 players for me. You let me know, underrated, overrated. We can talk about them after or uh, or not, whatever. All right, I'm, I'm going to run it off for you first. You ready? Let's get it. All right, let's get it. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, uh, underrated. Zach Levine. Overrated. Scotty Barnes. Overrated. Grayson Allen. I 
for the sake, I guess, underrated. But dude, I can't stand Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's just annoying. He's just an annoying person to look at, huh? He's like a, yeah. got a, a punchable face. That's what I'm easily, thinking. easily. <laughs> All right, Bam out of bio. Over. I'm under underrated. Underrated. Okay, I like. It. I was about to say Bam over. Anthony Edwards. Overrated. Overrated. Wow. All right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that one. We yeah. will talk about that one. MPJ. Overrated. That's great. Clay Thompson. Overrated. Pablo and Carol. Underrated. I like that. Terrence Mann. Overrated. Thank you. Triple J. Overrated. Overrated. Ooh, bull bull. Underrated. There, there, thank you. Malcolm Brogdon. Underrated. Thomas Bryant. Underrated. Jordan Clarkson. Overrated. Last player. You ready? Yep. Russell Westbrook. Uh, yo, guys, y'all know. You know, I'm the biggest Russell Westbrook fan out here. I I don't. I don't really know how to judge this one because his role, he's, he's underrated. The role he plays this season, he's underrated. As the starter, overrated. I like that. So. That's a great, that's actually a great breakdown on that, my boy. That is a great breakdown. Okay, so let's let you want to get into some of these first or you want to go ahead and run off, run off yours? Yeah, yeah, so Anthony Edwards. The reason why I think Anthony Edwards is uh, overrated, and I'm probably going to get hate for this, but it is what it is. This is what comes with it. You have bad takes and you have good takes. Um, Anthony Edwards, to me, hasn't been that player where the Timberwolves are confident to build with him. They're like, trade everybody, and we want to build with him. I don't think they're confident just yet. Um, Carthy Towns called him out. Like, he's eating bad food, McDonald's, like, stuff like that, um, which is not bad. But, like, you're, you need to be in shape to run back-to-backs. And he said one of his main problems was is that the first game you dropped 30, but the next game you dropped 10, 15. As a franchise player that the Timbers are relying on, you can't, you can't let that happen. It, it's just unacceptable. And I feel like he has a little bit too much time, too much of that. Um, I think he has the talent. I think he has all the everything you need into a franchise player, but it just needs to be a little bit more consistent. For, just for this sake, I believe he's just overrated. Until he carries his team to win that, that first-round matchup, that first-round series, I would say underrated. But right now, overrated, he's the guy they're leading on. It's not Carthy Towns. It's Anthony Edwards. And can you see Anthony Edwards carrying this team? I mean, they, 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 they won a playoff series last year. Well, he didn't. They, they came out the first round. That's, remember Patrick Beverly and them were going berserk, and they were all happy? No. That was to get in. Oh, that was in the play, and you are right. You're right. You're right. That's on me. That is the play. They played the Grizz. They played the Grizzlies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then and they lost. You're right. You're actually, yes. right. man, that 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 is that is a valid point. That is a valid point. Once he once he gets to the point where he can carry his team to a postseason win, maybe I'll give him that. And then and, talk to me. And don't say, "Oh, can Jaw do it?" This and that. He has. He has. He has done it. Yeah. No. Facts, exactly. Facts. Zion, he, he hasn't because he's injured, but I'm pretty sure he will. He Jaws will. Jaws on another level. Jaws on another level than, than, than Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards you know, is not there yet. So, like, 
Don't say, oh, has these young players have done it? Because you want to talk about Tyler Harrell? They have. He's done it. He's done it. You, you, so, Anthony Edwards, show me that, and then he'll be underrated. You know what? Hey, real quick, just, just a thought that came to my mind. Do you remember when Tyler Hero said, like, oh, I want to be thoughts in the likes of, like, the Lucas and the John Morants? Remember when he said that? Yeah. It's funny that he said that because, I mean, out of all, the, all those guys, he's technically in that group as far as winners, as far as who has been there, right? Luka, been to the Western Conference Final. Uh, ja has been deep. Uh, he, uh, Tyler Hero, not as tough as the as the West, but he's in the Eastern Conference and made it to the finals. Made it to the Eastern Conference finals. So, uh, Tyler Hero, you might have just achieved. You might have manifested it, man. You might have spoken into existence. He's been in those moments already. Been that guy. Been that guy, Tyler Hero. All right, what did you say about Zach Levine? You say overrated or underrated? Overrated. He's overrated. overrated. Okay. What? We, why you think he's just a Devin Booker ass score? He's just scores for no I, reason. I, I feel like no. I mean. He got paid and like he, did. he hasn't he hasn't really been great to be honest with you and and, and you know the the truth the reality of what I think it it is they're relying on Demar Derozan they're not relying on obviously they want to rely on Zach Levine but they look at Demar Derozan as a closer the finisher and he needs all the shots and Demar Derozan's like I'm I'm doing it like I'm like, trying <laughs> like yeah you know so Demar Derozan's like over overshadowing Zach Levine if you notice right. Zach Levine during the playoffs against Milwaukee played horrible. I give him, I give him it. He was dealing with an injury, wasn't 100%. But like I said, no one's 100% in the playoffs. No one is. You got to get through and you got to knock your shots down. And his field goal percentage against the Milwaukee Bucks was absolutely horrible. The whole series, he played extremely bad. Then he gets paid this offseason, comes back. And still playing very mediocre. His numbers are going to look good if you look at the stats and you this and that. But if you watch Zach Levine plays, and then he's not a team player. Um, what happened was his role changed, and obviously going to be frustrated because when you're a competitive player, you want to be that guy. But he's like he's having problems with the, the, the locker, like the, the locker room is looking at him like, huh? Like they're looking at him iffy. Like, there's just so much stuff that's going on with Chicago. And, like, I honestly don't even see Zach Levine staying there. I mean, it has nothing to do with the point, but I honestly don't really see him staying there and stuff like that. He's not going to L.A. Let's relax. I don't have enough money. But, like, I, he's just overrated to me. I don't think he's – the thing is, right, Zach Levine, I don't even think he could be a 1-8 player to a championship team. Could he Ooh. be a 1-8? No, he be not a 1-8. A not a 1-8. No, not a 1-8. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought you said you don't think he could be a 1-B. He could for sure be a 1B, but he cannot be the number one guy leading his team to the championship. But the thing is, he's he's a 1B right now. But the team, this team is poorly constructed. It is. Okay? This team is poor. I, I think, well, I, look, I think if you add, this is going to sound crazy, but if you add a player, of course, Carl Anthony Towns to any team makes him a lot better, but a player just of that caliber as that big, instead of freaking Nikola Vucevic to be for him to handle all these freaking Giannis bigs and Rick Lopez bigs. If you add a player like that, or if Andre Drummond can be what he's supposed to be, I think this Bulls team is a championship squad. They have in healthy. They have it. I, Billy Donovan do think, is a huge problem, but roster, they got it. But you got to realize too, I, I dealt with Billy Donovan my whole OKC time <laughs> and he doesn't do well with talent. He's not an excellent he coach. He don't know what to yeah. do. He just played DeMar and Zach. Like, he had Harden, Russ, KD. He doesn't know what to do. And so, in this situation, like you said, on paper, if you get Alonzo Ball back, it's healthy. You got Caruso, 
Javante Green, Vooch. We all if, if, if just if the Vooch played how Vooch played in Orlando, man. that would play a huge a difference. Double double monster. Exact knocking shots down, man. DeMar DeRozan's playing DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine up and down, you know. So yeah, I, I just think he's overrated. Man, all right. I I I, I, I definitely like that take. Yeah, Zach Levine is. He's low key walking the line of a Bradley Beal overrated, you know, like one of those, you know, he could put the ball in the basket, but he might not be bringing you many dubs. Um, so the the the, la- the last thing that I just want to touch on um, from what, no, what you were talking about is one of the players I asked you, I asked you Malcolm Brogdon, and and you said you said underrated. And I, I love that you said that. And honestly, man, like I want to take some time real quick and quick part of this episode before I run off my underrated overrated just to give him his flowers, man, because Malcolm Brogdon has been an elite guard ever since he's came into the league, man. Ever since he came to the league, has been an elite two-way guard who can really be a point guard, really run your team. Um, the man is, you don't hear about him getting in trouble off court. He's always doing, he's always doing what's right. But what I want to highlight is the fact that how much he sacrificed. I mean, before he came, before he came to Boston, he was in Indiana. That guy, his first year in Indiana, you know, 16 points, but he didn't really play that, didn't really play that much, seven assists. Second year in Indiana, 21 points, 21 points per game, six assists. Third year in Indiana, 19 points per game. So he's always been a you know a high volume scorer, getting to the basket, being that guy. Now he's gone, he's gone to the Boston Celtics, and I haven't heard a single complaint from this guy. I haven't heard a single, oh, I want to start. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I need my minutes. And no, no, no. No, he hasn't started a single game this season. He's been extremely solid. His numbers have took a drastic hit from his 19 and 21 points that he was averaging those last two years. Now he's averaging 13 points from his, from his assist. Now he, now he's only averaging four assists per game. And again, has not started one game last, last season played 36 games, started all 36 The year before played 56, started all 56 year before played 54, uh, he played 64, started all 64 this year has not started a single game yet. We haven't heard a peep from him. That is called sacrifice. That is called a man who knows what it knows what it takes to win. So I just wanted to give him his flowers, man. I heard some 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 disrespect being thrown on his name the other day. I heard some disrespect saying Malcolm Brockman is not the same. Yeah, he's not the same because he's not asked to do the same things, but he can still do it. So I just wanted to give some respect and some praise on him. Okay. No, sure. I, I think that's the problem with these people nowadays. They 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 expect them to do certain things that they're not asked to do anymore. Not has to do it. Why, why like, would he do it? When you're on the Pacers, okay, makes sense. But you got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. It's like, I'm going to just facilitate off the bench and give me some buckets. Okay. Man, simple as and that. I'm a, and I'm on a championship team. Simple. simple as that. Simple as that. Okay. But so now I'm going to ask John, overrated, underrated. And I got 15 players listed down. So I kind of went with a lot of more role players. I do got some players that you have, but it's interesting to see what's your list. Starting off with LaMelo Ball. Overrated. Harrison Barnes. Underrated. Scotty Barnes. Underrated. Patrick Beverly. Overrated. Sadiq Bey. Underrated. Bobo. Underrated. KCP. Overrated. Clint Capello. Underrated. Javon Carter or Javon Carter. Un, uh, overrated. Overrated from Bucks. We talking about the ball-headed dude from okay. the Bucks. Okay, okay. Brandon Clark. Mm, un- underrated. Underrated. 
Jordan Clarkson. Overrated. John Collins. Overrated. Mike Conley. Underrated. Robert Covington. Overrated. Jay Crowder. Overrated. All right. That, right. That, so the first name that I said was LaMelo Ball. And it's funny because I've been saying LaMelo Ball in my last two TikTok videos. And it's, it's hilarious. I've been saying this. I've been saying he's overrated. I've been saying he's overrated for a long, long time. And those videos that I say is overrated, they get a million plus views, which is very, very interesting on TikTok. Um, and I look at the comments and they're all hate comments. They're all hate comments that I don't know what I'm talking about. Bella ball is good, this and that. And if y'all watching this, yeah, this is top notch. Yeah, y'all see me because I don't show my face on there. But I want to say something. Bella ball has empty numbers. When it matters the most, when it matters the most, what has he done for the Charlotte Hornets organization? Disappeared. Twice. Nothing. Twice in a row. Nothing. Those are playoff games where you had the chance to get into the playoffs, the real playoffs, but those are still playoff games. Those are very important. And he has choked. You drafted him with the number three pick. Number three pick. Meaning he's supposed to be your franchise guy. Meaning he's supposed to take you over the top. And what has he done so far? Absolutely nothing. I literally... Twice. I literally watched the Melo Ball play the other day. He just jack shots up. It's looking like he's back when he was with his dad, LeVar, and so he literally just jack shots up. And the reason why his numbers look all right, look good to y'all, look at Kelly Oubre's numbers. He's averaging 20 plus points. You know why he's averaging 20 plus points? Name 10, name five players besides of starting lineup, even if you can get that on that team. You can't. So I can hop on the Charlotte Hornets and average 20-plus points, Man. 10 assists, and three rebounds because there's nobody on the team but him. You lost Miles Bridges. Gordon Hayward can't make layups anymore. Like, this team is really, really bad. Put LaMelo on a Golden State team. Put LaMelo on a, a, a any team that gets television People are going to realize that he's overrated. The problem is y'all are just box watchers. Y'all see the stats because no one watches Charlotte, so you just see the stats. Mm -hmm. Oh, 23 points, 11 assists, and five rebounds? How is he overrated? No. Watch him play. Watch him on a live television TV. You realize this kid is overrated, and that's that. I have nothing else to say. If you think he's underrated still, you just don't know basketball. You're just casual. don't speak to me. You're casual. casual and just do not speak to me. Um, but so you had a few on here that what did you say again for Scotty Barnes? I said Scotty Barnes is underrated, which I think is very interesting. I honestly think he's overrated. Um, he put he's been horrible. He has been horrible this he has been horrible th- th- this season. But I think that also the way that the way that the the Raptors as as a whole has been playing this season has just been. Honestly, I just feel like there's an aura that's just hanging over their head, man. That they just can't, they, they just, they, they just can't get over it, man. And I think that Scotty Barnes, per, particularly, hasn't been all that he's he's supposed to be, but he hasn't been the reason the Raptors are doing this, man. I mean, look at look at his last couple of games. Almost every game, double 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 machine, 19, 23, 17, 14. Every single game, almost putting almost putting up a double-double. So I don't think he could be the reason that we pinpoint the Raptors. I don't think he's the reason, 
but he's part of the reason. And you know why I want to tell you he's part of the reason why this team's struggling? How do you come back from playing a really solid season to expecting you to improve? I was on his Twitch chat. He had 200 viewers, 300 viewers. He wanted to average 20-plus points a game this season. And he Is thinks that? he could – yeah, it's in the chat. He's in Twitch chat. In the chat, asked some questions, and he wanted to average like twenty plus points. I think, it, honestly, I think he honestly said higher, but I'm just being yeah. a little nice to him. But the Toronto Raptors organization is like looking at him, like, okay, what's going on? Because you went down. You didn't go up. He can. He didn't. He did not improve this season, and it can change. But he has not improved this season. So when. He, the, the talk said he's untouchable. Are we sure about he's untouchable now? Toronto, I mean, it depends for who. Sh- it depends for who. Do, do you no. remember? Do you remember when the KD? Hold on, hold on. But remember when the KD's talk, the, the, the KD talks around, and he could have maybe went over there I'm trading him. Yeah, for KD. Yeah, but let's be careful who we're talking to, but who we're talking about because uh, if you name off another player, like if, I'm not trading him for Tyler Hero. I'm not trading him for. Um, I'm not Hero's trading. A- Tyler Hero is 10 times better than Scotty Barnes. You're taking Tyler Hero over Scotty Barnes? Any day. That's crazy. No way. Yo, have you realized Scotty Barnes has begun the um, Ben Simmons treatment? He's been getting <laughs> from, a, from, a, from the three point line, from as far as getting guarded? No, like from the field, bro. From the field, bro. Yo, literally. He's shooting 45% from the field. But once again, John, stop being a box watcher, bro. You're being a box watcher right now, bro. I'm telling you, bro, they do not respect his shot at all. And also, I do want to say this, right? He's scared to shoot. It looks like he's scared to shoot. Yo, I literally see him grab. I literally see him take a mid-range, right? I had open mid-range, John. He skimmed the rim. He literally skimmed it. I said... (laughs) If you're gonna miss, miss. Don't skim it. <laughs> Look, man. I don't. I, I. I don't know. I don't know if I'll do this. Look, I'll agree. He's not an untouchable, but we we need a lot of conversation. And he, this player that I'm trading him for a better make better help me win a championship now. But so then so then uh, let me ask you that: If you're a Masai Jury, do you do it? Tyler Trade Hero. Him? Oh yeah, Scotty Barnes. For, um, yeah, for Tyler Hero, Scotty Barnes, Tyler Hero. No, no, no. Right now, you, the, the Toronto Raptors are in a weird position. That's the problem. Because they don't know if they're going to make playoffs or they don't know if they're a rebuilding team. And the problem is with that is because they got players that are really good. Fred Van Lee, the reason why they're struggling is because Fred Van Lee has played horrible this year. But he's a champion. Has You expect him to at least play a little better. You still got Pascal. You still got OG and Anobi. So... When you have those three players on your team, you still expect to compete in the Eastern Conference, and currently they're not. And so that's why I say they're in a weird position. So if, say, if they go in rebuild mode, if teams are going to offer me two to three first-round picks for Scotty Barnes, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm 100% doing it. But I have to get a play in return also with that. And I think two to three is a little bit too much, to be honest with you. I think we're making Scotty Barnes' value a little bit too high. But if I get two first-round picks and a play in return for Scotty Barnes, I'm 100% doing it. Now, it depends who the player is, like you said, but yeah, um, they're just in a weird position, so I don't know where they go. If they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs, but I honestly don't think the smartest thing for them to do is to make the playoffs. You think you think, you think a smart thing for them is for go, yeah. go for Vic? Tank, Tank and go for Vic? I think you go for Vic, and you, you trade away OG, 
Or you got to trade away. I feel like they got too much similar players. They have OG, a bunch of six nine guards. Yeah, OG Pascal and Boucher and Scotty are very similar in in ways. Exactly. So when you have that on your team, it's 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 hard. You don't got different stuff to help the other players generate. Auto too. You know, Otto Porter is the same thing too. Yeah, yeah, man, man. Ah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Raptors is a tough one, man. That can go both ways. And, 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 for, and for the family out there, you know, let us know. Let us know. Scotty Barnes overrated. Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes uh, underrated. Like, let us know how y'all feeling about that. But, man, honestly, I'm, I'm looking at this, this Raptors squad. Like, and, yeah, they, they, they better do something, bro, because they got squad for real. You know what I'm saying? With Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG, and an OB, Gary Trent Jr., Otto Porter. If anything... Please trade some of these guys to contenders and, you know, let these guys be role players. And say if they do want to make the playoffs, right? You could, I think you start off with Gary Trent. I like to see where you get off Gary Trent, see off that, right? Because his contract is coming to an end sooner. And then you try to see what you can get OG. I don't think you trade OG, but see what you can get off OG. Because OG, a lot of players would love, a lot of teams would love that OG. Do you trade, do you, do you trade Pascal? If you're really trying to lean into the tank, he's 28. Yeah. If you're really trying to lean into the tank, you trade you trade Pascal. Because and you get a gang of picks. Because look, because look at look at the Spurs. Did we really expect them to trade Murray? No, no. Yes, yeah, so. I did. I, I also didn't expect them to trade Lonnie Walker, <laughs> which was a blessing. Well, I mean they they let him walk. They, they let him walk. Yeah. Man, Raptors are in a tough situation. Shout out Canada. Shout out the six. Hopefully yeah. they'll hopefully they figure something out. But um, but all right, my boy. This is a that was a fun, overrated, underrated segment. Um, that brings the show to the end. Uh, do you have any, do you have any last things that you want to touch on, my boy? It is uh, January six. Um, touch on anything news, anything like that? Like I said, man, that was a jam packed episode, man. Super super fun. Um, I had fun. Hope y'all had fun too. If y'all not doing anything, just put the headphones in the ear, walk around. Go take a walk. Go, go take take a jog. Whatever. Just listen to what we've got to say, man. Because we be spitting the truth. Um. But uh, all the socials and yeah, y'all have a great night. Enjoy y'all weekend. And we appreciate y'all. Yes, sir, man. Trent said it all, man. Make sure you follow the socials for my for my people on the podcast. Make sure you go on your social media and look up Clutch Talk Pod, Clutch Talk Pod. And like Trent said in the beginning, stay tuned for the videos, the streams, the everything, man. We come in. Uh, 2023, a whole different year, man. So that's it. We out of here, y'all. Let's talk out. <laughs>